Welcome back to Double Fries No Slaw. I've got Richie Barnes here, the super producer. Always be the super producer. I guess he's super host now. Um, <laughs> myself, TJ Pinger, and last but not certainly not least, uh, I'm going to announce you like this every time because it was like one of the best nights of my life. 2013 national champion, <laughs> Freddie Stevenson, pullback out of Florida State. How's it going tonight, guys? Doing well, man. I've I've been reading some of these five-star reviews that are starting to flow in, and I got a couple people calling me super producer, so I guess I'm kind of stuck with that name as long as I'm affiliated with the big three roll-up, huh? Yeah, man. You're doing it big. Doing it big. Got to take the road with it. Shouldn't have been so good at your job. Stuck with you now. How you doing, Freddie? Dude, I'm good. I'm good. Been a great day today, so I'm wrapping up a good one on the pod. Yeah, well, we've we appreciate the folks hanging out. We got about 50 in here now. We're two minutes in. So hopefully we can get that up higher. Share this. Um, if you're on Facebook, if you're on Twitter, um, what's up, Jesse? What's up, KDB Truth? I'm gonna shout you guys out if you come on. Uh, do us a favor, share it, retweet it, tag some friends in it, share it in Facebook groups. Um, we appreciate the support. Uh I I don't want to get too crazy here with our info, but I'll just tell you the numbers from from Sunday's show have, have blown me away. Um, it takes a lot of time to, to build a podcast and to, to get numbers up and to get, uh, followers on Twitter up, um, you know, and, and so I really appreciate, you know, the love and support that we've gotten in, in the four or five days that we've had this thing going. Um, you know, we're doing, we, we did numbers on that first episode, um, that it took, you know, I mean, I'll just be honest, other podcasts that I'm affiliated with years and years to, to grow to. So, um, Really appreciate the love and support so far. Just want to shout out all the fans. Um, and uh, other than that, man, I'll shut up and we'll get going, man. We 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 got a schedule, man. How how cool is that? I, I, for a long time, I didn't think we were getting a season, but at least we got a schedule to to talk about tonight. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm excited for for a while. Like you said, we didn't we didn't know if we're gonna get a season. Fingers crossed. But hey. Gets me a little anxious and seeing those white numbers on those jerseys. I wish I could kind of rewind. I may have to sneak into one of those. I don't know if they'll let me get an extra year of eligibility, but those things look nice. Yeah, man. Typically, we get excited around uh, – it's usually right around the week of signing day or just after we get our schedule. And I remember being excited about it, seeing the 12 games we were going to play. And then, you know, this pandemic hit us. We had no idea what was going to happen. Um, you know, a month ago, it looked like we may not have a season, and it looks like – you know, the SEC has a schedule out. The Big Ten has one out. Now the ACC has one. We knew who we were playing, but now we know when we will be playing them. And I am pumped. I'm jacked. I'm already trying to analyze, see where the wins and losses are. I'm really excited to get into this. Yeah, I am too. I mean, like you said, there's a ton. Um, I don't know. There was just a ton of uncertainty, but I'm pretty confident we're getting a season, at least a start of one. Um and so, Ricky, why don't you just take us through it, man? Let's 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 give a quick. I mean, I know everybody listens already seen it, already heard it. Give us a quick rundown of the schedule. Should, tell us what's what's coming down the pike. Yeah, so here's what's going on in 2020 for Florida State, and I'm I'm a little bit of an overachiever tonight. I even added. I know it's not a perfect science yet, but I went to ESPN. I got the Power Football rankings, so I'm gonna tell you where these teams rank as well in the College Football Power for or Football Power Index rankings by ESPN. 
Um, you know, the SP Plus is what I prefer, but that hasn't been updated since February. So this one's a little more recent. So let, let's get right started in it. Florida State will host Georgia Tech to open the season. Georgia Tech ranked 50th in those ratings. The next week, we got the Sanford Bulldogs coming to town. They're not ranked, obviously, not being an FBS school. And then week three, I'm excited for this one. We got a road trip down to Miami. Um, believe it or not, they're 51st in the in these rankings we have right now. Um, and then Florida State, they're going to get a bye before a huge game at South Bend at Notre Dame in October. Shouldn't be too cold. Um, looks like they're coming in at 16th in those rankings. The next week, we will host Sam Howell and Mac Brown, North Carolina in Tallahassee. Um, two ugly visits from them the last two times, so looking for some revenge there. Then it's on the road to Louisville coming in at 20th, another bye week. And then we host Pitt, 56th, a road trip to Raleigh, North Carolina to take on the Wolfpack. They're 71st in these rankings. We host the top-ranked Clemson Tigers November 21st before hosting Virginia, 71st, and finishing the season with a road trip to Duke, number 60th. So you read those numbers, it sounds manageable. A um, little tougher than what we had, but initially I wasn't too upset. What about you guys? Go ahead, Freddie. Um, looking at it's just three three games. I was looking at um, it kind of left me puzzled. I don't know who from Florida State stole whose girlfriend in high school, but um, that Miami, Notre Dame, and UNC in a three week stretch that kind of had me a little puzzled. We're gonna have to grind for those three. Um, yeah, our players they're gonna have to take care of their bodies during that that stretch, but um, it's manageable, like you said. Um, it's Florida State. You know the expectations we have here, but I don't know if let it. Whoever is making the schedule, let it go. Whoever took your lunch money, whoever took your girlfriend, whatever, let it go. We're grown men now, but um, it's manageable. I think um, as we continue to grow, we'll be able to manage the schedule. Yeah, I think it sets up pretty well. Um, you know, there were some games that you know there were some setups that didn't do us a ton of favors, but. Overall, you know, I think it's kind of average. I think that what we kind of want is, you know, we've done more for um, would you rather die by COVID or have to play Clemson? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's a tough question. All right, Dan, get the Gators out of here. Uh, it's still a good question. But, um, I mean, I Florida State fans' gripe is that they don't get preferential treatment a lot of times, right? Like, we just want – it you know we want it to be even. I mean, we've done more for this conference than anybody, um, and we get treated like you know the redheaded stepchild. So I do think it lines up nicely. My favorite thing about the schedule is the first two games. Uh, I think yeah. our easiest two games, and we'll get it. We'll start getting into it. I think our easiest two games are, are week one and two, and I think that those games could not be better placed. We finished the last two years under five hundred. Uh, year before we barely we had to reschedule. Uh, Louisiana Monroe and Jimbo's last year to to make a bowl. Um, Florida State fans need some kind of positivity, uh, and and I mean, God, I, I'm I'm hoping this happens. But Florida State's starting two and zero, and if they don't, I know I'm going to get revisit. But if they don't, we got bigger problems than just my prediction. Florida State's going to start two and zero, and it's going to be a weight off of everybody's shoulders, and it's going to feel good to finally have a good start to a season. To, to not be incompetent. Miami gets tough that next week. I mean, that's going to be a super difficult game, but um, I think it's a winnable game, you know? So so I think the schedule lines up to start. I really like 
the fact that we will probably go two and zero, and then you've got a you know a rivalry game against the your only rival that you really have a chance to beat this year. Um, Freddie, what do you think about that Miami game, man? What, what are your thoughts there? Hey, they they just lost their best player on defense. I like us by fifty, but not um just um being realistic in a rivalry game. You never know what's gonna happen. Um, that guy opting out is major because he he caused us a lot of trouble last year. So that's gonna be major. But they still they're still pretty stacked on defense this year. So we're gonna have to figure out. Something by that point. I don't know how the offense is gelling together. We'll see as the, the year goes on, but it's it's a rivalry game. We'll see. But I I believe, and I'm going with it. You'll never hear me say we're going to lose to the Canes. So of course I like my nose. I like my nose. That's it is what it is. But yeah. it's, it's going to be a tough one. It's a rivalry game. We're going to have to come out and play last year. Even though we hate to talk about it, we got embarrassed last year. So the guys should come into the game very motivated. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so we'll get into some W's and L's going through the entire schedule here in a bit. Um, but we got a lot of comments on Facebook coming through about how the ACC hates us. So I want to read you something. So Todd Packer from the ACC Network um, and a Sirius XM radio show, you know, he's, he's all over the place covering the ACC. He's a Clemson guy, but very objective. So he had this to say about Florida State's schedule. I went through this whole thing in terms of who has got an open date prior to playing somebody. Four times Florida State. Four times Florida State is going to jump on somebody that is going to have an extra week to prepare for them. That is more than anybody else in the league. I'm sure doing the math that somebody was going to get stuck with that number, Florida State tagged your it. Here's the thing. The four teams getting an extra week to prepare for Florida State are, in no particular order, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, Virginia. Yikes. I think all four of those teams are going to be really good. They are going to get an extra week on Florida State. So, uh, Freddie, you kind of answered it already, but TJ, what do you think? Do you think the ACC hosts us here, or do you just think we're the victim of, of them trying to do the best they can in a, in a really tough spot? I think that other conferences uh, – I'm going to answer this question super long and not be able to give you just a straight answer, very politician answer here, but um, other conferences take care of their big dogs, right? And Florida State's not a big dog right now, but throughout history they are. Um other conferences take care of Alabama. Other, you know, the SEC does. The Big Ten takes care of Ohio State. The Big 12 takes care of Oklahoma and Texas. And Florida State just doesn't feel that way, right? What I will say about those four teams, can we go through them again one more time? We said it was Clemson, Notre Dame, Pitt, and Virginia. Okay. Clemson and Notre Dame, I hate to get into the wins and losses and be a pessimist right off the bat. Those were losses, whether they had four bye weeks ahead of us or played. Alabama four times in a row ahead of us. So like, I don't, you know, okay. Clemson has a buy before us. I understand that's more, but I don't think that mess that really changes the outcome of those games. I also don't think it, it changes the outcome of, of the Virginia and sorry, one more time. I'm half asleep here. The fourth one. Pitt. I don't think it changes the outcome of the Virginia, or the pit games either. I, I think those are games at Florida state is is a coin flip. Maybe it gives them a little better advantage. I think Florida State beats Pitt. I think they've got a really good chance against Virginia. So I don't really think it changes too much. Um, you know, I, I wish that, you know, we need to get uh, – is it Dave Bartow on College Football Matrix yeah. to give us, like, the yeah. info on what Florida State's record is for the last 30 years playing a team that's coming off of a bye 
that Florida State was favored against anyway. I think that Florida State will be favored against both Virginia and Pitt. So I don't know. I think that I don't think it matters that much to just to be fair. Like I, I those specific games doesn't matter. Glad that Miami doesn't have a buy right before us. Glad that Louisville didn't have a buy right before us. Uh, if it was four teams that were all coin flips, I'd say that's kind of you know tough. Really, it's just it impacts two games, and you're going to have two teams with a buy because everybody has two buys. So, yeah. And to add on that, like you said, Clemson that they could play on Saturday, turn around and play a Sunday morning. It's probably not going to be very favorable for us this year. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um, Notre Dame and Pitt both have a bye before we play them, but we have a bye before we play each of those teams as well. So you can't really get upset about that. Virginia is the only one where people could get upset with, but again, that's a game you should win. And if them having a bye is the difference between not winning or losing that game at Doak, I mean, it's a toss up. So I'm not going to say we have a bigger problems than that, but I don't think it puts us at much of a disadvantage. Um, and if you look at the first month of the schedule, it looks like the ACC really tried to keep it as regional as possible. Our two conference games in Tallahassee against Georgia Tech at Miami, those are the two closest schools to us geographically. So I do think that played a role as well. Um, but, you know, I, I just don't think someone's going to feel like they got hosed. Uh, I just, you know, it, it's a schedule. I think it, Overall, it's pretty favorable. What do you think about the buy situation, Freddie? And then what do players think when a schedule comes out, especially you know a month before the season gets started? Because you guys usually have the schedule for you know a solid six, seven months, but now they only have a month to look at it. How excited are the players right now? And what do you think about those buys? Um, Before I answer that question, DK Thompson in the comments. <laughs> I've, been, I've been seeing you pop up a whole lot. You better be. You better be from Clemson, South Carolina. For those that don't know, Dan. You better be on the payroll. Dan, he is on the payroll. Dan oh, is a. Okay. Um, All right. Dan is a host on our uh, Gators podcast, Stadium and Gale, on the Big Three Roll Up Network. Okay. All so right. With Uncle Silk and Ahmad Black, and I'm sure he's drinking his Willet Bourbon tonight that we bought today at Total Wine in in Tampa. Um, they're not a sponsor. Never mind. Cut that out, uh, producer. But yeah, so Dan, Dan is kind of on the payroll. But like Richie said, how how excited are these players, Freddie, getting the schedule a week? I'm sorry, a couple of weeks before, or less than a month before they play. I mean, it, super excited for a while, especially with the whole deal we talked about. They didn't know what was going to happen with the season, so just finally seeing that schedule, guys are motivated now. They they know how the season's going to play out. And then the one that's catching guys' eyes early, you get to play Miami early in the year. So right off the bat, you know, all right, we got to come with it. We don't have time to get prepared during the season. We got we to gotta get this figured out during training camp. We got to be executing to the highest margin we possibly can because Miami's going to be ready. You know that. And these first two games, we got to take advantage. We got an opportunity, like you said, to go two and zero, and we got to be playing at the top of our game going into Miami because that is a rivalry game. You know what can happen in rivalry game, so we got to we got to be firing on all cylinders. Um, and as far as the bye weeks, uh, I think it just it just depends how how the season is going at that point. To be honest, it's it's too early to say. Um, it just depends how the season's going. Um, if guys are getting nicked up. And of course, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect time. It just depends how the season's going. We don't really know. But um, the Pitt game and the Virginia game, I don't really think it matters. Like you guys said, in my opinion, I think we'll have 
opportunity to beat those teams, I think we'll be better than those guys. But as far as the Clemson, and I think you said Notre Dame, was that was that the team that? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Those are going to be tough games regardless. Um, Notre Dame, they're going to be a monster this year. We know Clemson's coming back with a monster. So regardless of what the situation was, we knew those were going to be some tough tasks. So um, we'll just see how the season plays out and how our guys grow as the season goes on. But um, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think we'll – I'm going. I'm going with. I don't want to speak too early. I'm gonna say seven, seven, seven and three this year. That's what I'm saying. Seven and three, and we get an extra game too. So I'm just counting the ten right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll see where that other extra game lies. Uh, Freddie already stole mine, but Richie, uh, my my the game I'm most intrigued by, most excited for is that Miami game. Um, I think that that game is the is the litmus test. It's the measuring stick for Florida state uh, for this season. And it comes early. Um, the other games on the schedule, uh, there are going to be games we're favored in that if we lose, they look bad. And there are going to be games that we're dogs in where we're just trying to keep it competitive. And that Miami game is again, the only right. We haven't beat a rival in three years now. Um, we're not going to, beat Clemson this year. I had to be all doom and gloom. We're not going to beat Clemson, and we don't get the chance to play Florida. We weren't going to beat them anyway, but we don't get the chance to even try to beat Florida. So Miami's got to be it. That's a huge game for Norvell. They are kicking butt in recruiting right now. They just lost their best player for the year with Rousseau opting out. Um, I think we go into that game 2-0. and I think, obviously, Miami goes into that game 2-0 and as well. Um, so that game will be massive. I think that game's also the difference between going – I don't want to get too early into my schedule, my record prediction, but I think that game's also the difference between going 6-5, and 7-4, and four, and 7-4, you know, 8-3. and three. Uh, Florida State has more talent on their roster with the mediocre recruiting classes we've had than all but three teams on the schedule, right? Clemson obviously has more talent. Notre Dame has more talent on their roster. And I'd say Miami's probably slightly ahead of us in, in terms of total – talent on the team that one's pretty close no other team on the on the schedule has near the amount of talent that florida state has and so uh there's also not home field advantage anymore right like you you may not have to travel but there's no crowd you're not going to a into a weird place to play like raleigh or something like that i mean you know you still play the game in raleigh but you know it's i'm saying with no crowd so that miami game is going to be the litmus test that's going to be the game that i think can take the season from uh, okay, Norvell's turning some things around. We went six and five, winning record for the first time in three years. To wow, this this season felt good. We we lost to close. We know, lost to Notre Dame. We knew those were going to be tough. We dropped one more game, but we went eight and three. We beat our rival. We're set. I'll tell you the other thing that makes that game tough um, is the fact that there probably won't be fans in the stands, and that was a home game for Florida State a lot of times. So it's going to be tough that. Our fans can't come out and support us when we're in Miami. Makes that game a little tougher, uh, but I think it's huge. Richie, uh, just kind of giving my diatribe. Hopefully you don't pick Miami, but what's your game you're looking at? Yeah, I mean, Miami is a big one. One that I'm looking at um, really just because it, for whatever reason, it seems a lot of the national media, they're really hyping this team up to be something I don't think they are, and that's North Carolina. Um, we all remember the last time they came to Doak. You know, DeAndre Francois scores what we think is a game-winning touchdown. 
Then, of course, a pass interference call leads to a 54-yard field goal. We have North Carolina's kicker just doing the chop down the field on us. Um, plus, we get Sam Howell and Doak. That's something that I'm sure Florida State's defensive line is really looking forward to because a lot of those guys, they all know Sam Howell. They helped recruit him. He was committed to Florida State for eight, nine months before flipping to North Carolina. I have no doubt they're looking to treat him kind of like they treated Bailey Hawkman last year when he came into Tallahassee. Um, that's a game I think Florida State should win. And uh, it's on the heels of Notre Dame. So it, it it's a really big game, in my opinion, because if you do lose to Notre Dame, like I think we kind of expect right now, it's the, the classic Jimbo saying, you don't, don't let one loss turn into two losses. So if they can come back and knock off North Carolina, give them some momentum heading into another team that a lot of people are high on in Louisville, that's a real chance to make a statement if you can win those two games back to back. So I, I'm really looking forward to the Tar Heels coming back to Tallahassee. They've won the last two here. Uh, we cannot let it make it three in a row. So it, not to North Carolina. They're a basketball school. We own them in basketball right now too, but let's own them in football as well. Yeah, Brian Heitman here says I think North Carolina is going to be the swing game for the season. I I agree. I mean, I still like the I, I still think the Miami game is massive um, because of you know in state recruiting and, and things like that. Also, the chance to get off to a three start. Oh my goodness, that's it would just be unheard of. We have a buy after the Miami game. Is that right, Richie? Um, yeah, yeah. And so just so another thing. To note, yeah, it looks like the ACC was very strategic with their buys. So uh, we have our buy the fourth week of the season, but so does Georgia Tech. So they're planning just in case things maybe don't slow down in Florida like we think they might. That gives them some wiggle room to start the season against Sanford and then play Georgia Tech after Miami. After I Miami. hope we yeah. get the op- I hope we open against Georgia Tech because I think that's the perfect tune-up game before Sanford. Sanford, hopefully it's not like two years ago where we have to have our starters in in the fourth quarter just to have a you know a game much closer than it needs to be. Um, so as is, I like the way this first month of the season sets up. So definitely with the Miami, then a bye before heading to Notre Dame. It's not going to be 24 degrees like it was uh, two years ago when I was up there, and I'm sure some of you guys were. Uh, so I really like this setup, actually. The more I look at the schedule, the more I think the ACC did not really screw us at all. I think you know it's just a, a pretty fair schedule. Yeah, I, I agree on that North Carolina being massive. And again, there's going to be some personal feelings involved there with with Sam Howell um, having flipped to them, um, and you know the way they beat us. Um, the way they beat us uh, in 2016 was just brutal. Freddie, you were you were part of that, um, and I was worried about that um, turning into two losses. We, what do we go to Miami the next week? And, that, and we talked to Demarcus on on last week about it. But uh, yeah, I think that North Carolina game is going to be big. I'm glad they're glad they're coming to Doak. Uh, glad, glad that we get that at home. Hopefully, with some fans, they came out today and said that maybe twenty to twenty-five percent of the stadium will be full. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I think that eventually they'll just kind of can all fans, which which is okay as long as we get football. Um, but and that's the plan for now. So, um, Freddie, you talked about you you sticking with that Miami game is your kind of what what game intrigues you? Um, to be honest, I was thinking the UNC game, but. The other day I saw Sports Center. They they reposted that kick six from a few years ago, Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if you guys the guys didn't know about the schedule then, but the schedule's out and out. And they posted that kick six. And it it just pissed me off all over again. I'm like, damn, I gotta see this again. And we get them first game. Yep. So coming out, we gotta showcase ourselves early. Why not showcase it on them? Hey, revenge tour yeah, 23. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it from the the start of the season. First game. 
All right. So I think we kind of touched on everything there. So let's get into everyone's favorite segment and let's just predict this get the season. I know it's way too early. We don't know. Some players still may opt out. We don't know if games get canceled, rescheduled, but we're just going to assume for the purpose of this, that the schedule will be played as it was released Thursday morning by the ACC. So first game, September 12th in Dope Campbell Stadium, Freddie, Florida State, Georgia Tech. Who you got? I got Florida State. TJ, who you got? Same thing. Florida State wins. Yeah, I'm, a, big, I'm, a, big. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think they can win that game big as well. I won't even waste anybody's time. I know we all have us beating the Sanford Bulldogs, even though they gave us all we could handle last time they came to town. I'm writing everyone down for a W. Any objections there? Nope. All right. So th this is the big one. Here we go. We touched on it. At Miami, Miami has a three-game winning streak against Florida State, but as you both mentioned, they just lost their probably a top-10 draft pick in the draft. And someone who gave us fits last year in Dope Campbell Stadium, Greg Russo, he's out. Florida State at Miami. TJ, who's winning that game? I hate to be the contrarian here. I I think I have Miami right now with this. Um you know, that's predicting it early. I'm, I may feel a little bit different after seeing um, Florida State their first two weeks. Uh, maybe I still have, you know, Willie Taggart derangement syndrome and, and I'm just still so messed up from, from the last couple of years. But I watched Miami just absolutely beat our brains in last year. I think we, I think in losing Cam and, and some of the pieces that we lost, though I'm glad we got Terry and Marv back. Um, I'm not super confident that we are able to um, beat them. I think it'll be a close game. I would love to be wrong about this. Um, but if you're asking me today, even with Rousseau out, their team still got nine total sacks against us. The The offensive line was an absolute turnstile. I hate to be the negative one that, that goes against the grain first. As of today, I've got Miami. We'll obviously readjust that once we – go 2-0 and start the season like that. So sorry to be the negative one here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for bringing down the pod. So, Freddie, bring it back up. Who, who's winning this game? <laughs> I can't. Um, those words, my mouth can't. It doesn't even know how to say them. Um, losing to Miami, we can't. We just can't do it. I don't even know what that feels like. So, um, yeah, I'm going with my nose. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to see. It's a robbery game. Anything can happen. But I'm trying. I just can't even spit that out. Personally, like I just can't fathom losing to Miami again. Four straight, we can't we can't allow that to happen. Um, like you said, um, they got a lot coming back. Even without Greg, they made a huge difference last year. But this is me just being biased right now. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't we can't lose to Miami. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I knew we were going to have this talk later. We we all talked earlier today. Um, and I was really torn, and this was before the news of Russo opting out. So I think that is huge. And then I think probably the most intriguing player in college football, in my opinion, is going to be Derek King, Miami's quarterback, just because he was so dynamic in Kendall Bryles' offense two years ago. And then last year, he was just flat-out terrible. You know, he played four games. He did not look good in any of them. And, uh, you know, he was going to lose his job. So he decided to take the red shirt and uh, try his chances somewhere else. He lands at Miami. I don't know what he's going to look like. Is he going to be the Heisman contender from two years ago? Or is he going to be, you know, Tate Martell, but a little, little shorter? So I'm going with Florida State to upset Miami on the road. I don't even know if the bookmakers will have that as an upset when it happens. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, me and Freddie, me and Freddie have a starting three and OTJ two and one heading into the bye, respectable either way. Then it's a tough trip to South Bend, Indiana, Notre Dame, Freddie, who wins that game? Yeah, I got Andy. All right. PJ, what's going on there? Yeah, I don't see a way that Florida State um, is able to come out with that win. It's tough to predict it knowing what we know about Notre Dame, who typically does you know, fold against better teams, but I, I just have a tough time thinking that Florida State's even on that same level right now. Um, I remember Notre Dame losing to USF, though, a few years ago, um, several years ago now, up in South Bend. It was when USF was pretty good. Um, I think Willie Taggart was the coach of that team. Am I wrong on that? Maybe it was Skip Holtz. Um, but I'd have a hard time predicting Florida State wins that game. So give me Notre Dame for today. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. I think Brian Kelly is one of the more underrated coaches in college. He's not recruiting from the same pool as Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Florida State because of the academic standards. They just can't get anybody they want. And he always fields a quality team. I think this team still has to learn how to win, but it's not going to happen in South Bend this year. Luckily, the next week they go back to Tallahassee to play North Carolina. We spoke on this briefly. TJ, what's going to happen in this game? Man, this is a really tough one too. North Carolina gets so much hype, right? Like everybody is so because they played Clemson to a one point loss. You know, in Clemson's worst game of the year. Let, let's let's be fair to that. Um, you know, and they beat Miami again in a game that Miami just absolutely gave away. I mean, Miami had the lead. I, I believe it was like a minute and ten left. Um, Miami went up, and then North Carolina drove right down. Uh, really uncharacteristic for Miami's defense to be that bad. And that's not even like a joke or, you know, I'm not Miami's defense is always good, you know? So, um, but at the end of the day, North Carolina finished six and six. Like they, they, they weren't a great team. They had some really, really bad losses and um, Sam Howell played very well. I mean, is, I mean, trying to think through real quick. I mean, him or Newman second best quarterback in the, in the, um, in the conference, but I think North, North Carolina is overhyped. I think that if we can – I think that our defense steps up. I think that they limit Howell. I don't think North Carolina's defense is good. Not that I know a ton about Florida State's offense with Norvell. Uh, but I, I've got the Knowles in this one. I've got the Knowles coming back and, and winning this to move to, for me, three and two. Freddie, what's going on here? Yeah, without a doubt, I think this game's going to be a little tighter than people think. But I think the Knowles prevail in a, a close one. Yeah, I'm a little torn here as well. You know, it, it's it all depends. How do they respond? It's a you got senior leaders or veteran leaders like Tamari and Terry and a Marvin Wilson. So no matter what happens in South Bend, I think those two can keep their respective sides of the locker room, you know, level headed and ready to come back to Tallahassee. Um, there's some players on this team that remember that kick uh, if they're seniors. Um, I I just think it's it's going to be close, like you said. But I'm not overly sold on them. I mean, they, they were six and six in the regular season last year, and I'm just not completely sold. I think Florida State comes back, gets the W. Um, and then the next game, it what a lot of people think will be really tricky. I know over the summer, the Vegas had Louisville favored by about three points here, but Florida State at Louisville, what do y'all think is gonna happen? Let's start with Freddie here. Um last year we we um it was all over the place. But I think this year, I, I believe Louisville gets us in a close one. I think Louisville wins this one, to be honest. All right. TJ, you agree with Freddie there? Or are you going to go the other way here? 
That's tough. Um, I honestly think we should have lost the last two years to to Louisville. We beat them by 11 last year. We certainly should have lost to them in 2018 um, when Petrino was driving and they could have literally run the clock out. He threw a pass and and we ended up coming back and winning. Um, you know, I don't know. I think this is going to be a really, really tough one. Um, I think this is a trap. This is a without a doubt a trap game. I think I'm going to take Florida State here. Uh, I'm not super confident in it. You know, I, um, I know sometimes people do their confidence level. I, I'm taking Florida State at like 51% confidence. I really think this is going to be a very tough one. Um, but I, but it's a coin flip, right? So I gave the coin flip uh, of Miami to uh, an L, and I'll, I'll give this one a, a win. You know, that, that's kind of how I feel about this game. Yep, Florida State goes into Louisville, beats them, and we can all celebrate with some bourbon. How about that? I'll do it. Yeah, I'm all. Thank you, Kentucky. So <laughs> I, um, I do, I do think the bye week following that game it helps Florida State because Mike Norvell he might, you know, be a little more aggressive than he would be if he had to turn around and play the very next week. So you can be a little more, like I said, aggressive in your game plan and your play calling, your personnel that you use, knowing you have an extra week. And I think he sees it as a, as a big game. And, and let's be honest, Mike Norvell takes what he wants from Louisville. That, 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 that's been proven. So from there, we get another bye week, which we just mentioned, which is a good thing, um, which we're going to need it because we got a very physical pit team coming to Tallahassee the next week. TJ, what's going on in that game? That's a win. Florida State wins that coming off of the bye week. Um, Pitt's got a good defense. Um, but I have no confidence in their offense whatsoever. I like our defense and 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 really kind of believe that we'll be much better on that side of the ball this year. I don't think Pitt gets much going on offense, and I think the Knolls win that, you know, semi-comfortably. You know, I, whether that's, you know, 10, 14, 17 points, I think the Knolls win that and, and win it, you know, without me having to drink too much bourbon. <laughs> How about you, Freddie? Um, yeah, I agree. I don't really have faith in Pitt's offense. I think our defense creates a few turnovers that game and hopefully put some points on the scoreboard and puts us in some great positions to score points on offense. I really have faith in our defense going into that one. So, so I guess I'll be the contrarian here because I just – I think Pitt has the best defensive line in the league this year, and it's kind of later in the season, so uh, assuming we might be a little banged up, I just – and, and I have a splitting North Carolina and Pitt, and I said we're going to beat Carolina. So I, I, I take an L there just because I, I don't think this team is ready to win every game that they should win. So I think they do slip up. So that's the game I'm going to go with. And then the very next week, they're heading to Raleigh, taking on the Wolfpack of North Carolina State. I'll start this one off. There's no fans in the stands, and the, that is the worst part. I'm sure, Freddie, you can attest that you've played there twice. Yeah. Um, it's not a fun place to play from what it looks like. I've not been there personally. I've heard horror stories, you know, water bottles full of urine. But it's going to be an empty stadium at most, maybe 10, 15,000 fans, so it won't make much of a difference. Florida State's the better team, much more talented, and I think they have the coaching edge this year. Florida State wins that game. What about you, Freddie? Yeah, keep the keep keep the water bottle full of piss at home, and we're, we're coming away with it. We're coming away with it without a doubt. Um, Florida State was the most incompetent and worst that I've ever seen them in my entire life for the last two years, and beat NC State thirty-one to thirteen last year. And it probably wasn't even that close. Like NC State just could not do one thing well. Um, a year further, a year into that, 
I just don't think that they have the talent to compete. Um, things get weird in Raleigh. Um, we're going to find out real quick if that's the if that's the fans or the uh, city in general. But uh, I, I've got Florida State winning that. All right, so I won't spend much time on this next one. Clemson to come to town. I think we all have us losing that game. But if I were to give you a spread, 17 and a half points, would you take Florida State or Clemson there? TJ, let's start with you. Big Clemson. I don't think 17 and a half is very much, assuming Trevor Lawrence plays. What number um, would you need to take Florida State here? 30, maybe? 20 30? and a half? Yeah. Give me 30 right now. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's judging it today. I mean, I yeah. may feel a little bit differently, you know, seeing how we've played in the games before. Um, you know, Clemson was up on us last year, like in the blink of an eye, you know, and yeah, so like forty-two they, nothing before you knew it, <laughs> you know, and so you you kind of you kind of look at them and you say, well, are you confident that we? Are you confident we score on that defense? You know, are are you confident that we stop them? And then, you know, how much does Dabble want to rub it up? You know, I mean, we didn't do him any favors in 2013, and he certainly isn't going to do any for us. So, yeah, it it need to be a pretty high number, but uh, 28, 30, somewhere in there. Yeah, I think this game's more of a litmus test to see where you are this year compared to the final two years. Can you go to halftime without the game being completely over? If that happens, you know, I, I take that as a positive step forward. They have a much more talented roster from top to bottom. They're going to win the game, but keep it as respectable as you possibly can. Freddie, what do you want to see from that game uh, um, between Florida State and Clemson this year? Yeah, exactly what you said. Um, guys pretty much fighting through – the finish um, last year got ugly fast. And, I mean, the first, through the first quarter, you knew the game was over with. And it just didn't look like Florida State football. And it just got worse as it went on. And I just want to see the guys fighting, competing. And I just want to see where we're at. I want to see that we took that next step this year. And that game is, is going to be the test. We're going to see where Florida State football is headed in the future with that game. Clemson from – Clemson from time to time lays an egg, right? There was Clemsoning in the past. They honestly could have very easily lost to um, North Carolina last year if, if North Carolina just probably runs a little better play on that two-point conversion. So they just don't ever seem to do that against us, right? Like they – you know, North Carolina jump up and shocked them because they weren't ready. They get ready for us and they get up for us. And we don't often lay an egg against Clemson when we're really good, you know? And so – they're going to be up and ready, but I like what Freddie. I'm sorry, I like what Richie said. If 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 we can go to that game and it not just be completely over by halftime, um, I mean, I'll, I'll take down 14 at halftime right now, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that, that'll be a big litmus test. If we go to halftime down 30, it's you know how long until he puts the backups in so that we can uh, try and get the spread back manageable. You know, and 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 make it look like it was good. So, yeah, not a lot of hope there, but maybe Lawrence will sit out and, and we'll lose by fourteen. Yeah, I hope he does. To, to piggyback <laughs> off that a little bit, like you mentioned, Clemson they, they always have one game. You know, they had the Syracuse game they lost. They had the NC State game they needed a missed field goal to win that game. That, but Dabo's not stupid. I, he he's aware the only team in the conference that's going to be able to challenge them in the near future is Florida State. He sees that spear on the helmet. He's going to have his team ready. And if he can, he's going to win by 40. Um, so we'll, hopefully it doesn't come to that. And, again, I think probably by midseason that we'll have a better idea of what we think is going to happen in that game because we'll actually see a product. Hopefully the still, season is still going. But the next week we get another home game with Virginia coming to town. 
Florida State probably should have beat them last year. They just, you know, fell apart down the stretch. James Blackman missed a wide open Terry down the sideline. They just they they lost that game when they should have won it. Um, I think they come home and get it this year. What about you, Freddie? Yeah, they gave us every opportunity to win that game, and we were just handing it back to them, saying that we didn't want it. Um, this year, I believe that we take that next step and come away with it. They're not a better team than us. They weren't a better team last year. We just weren't ready for it. We're immature in a lot of different areas, but I think we take that next step and come away with a W this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat on this. Um, I think Florida State really should have won that game last year. I went to that game um, with my buddy Dewey, and, and we went to our buddy Colin up there. Shout out my buddies that still put up with me. Uh, Florida State should have won that game last year. Virginia also just wasn't wasn't great. Like um, Virginia lost to Miami and only put up nine points. Um, Miami's defense was great that night. Hoping Florida State's defense can be really good against Virginia. Virginia lost to Louisville. Virginia lost, uh, barely beat Georgia Tech. Um, but Virginia was also hot and cold. I mean, they they were right in it in that uh, – Orange Bowl against the Gators uh, in a top ten team and and only lost by one score. So, um, but I, I like Florida State in this game. It, it's at home. Um, I've got more confidence in our coaching this year, uh, and I've got more confidence in our competence this year. And so, I, I think Florida State beats Virginia this year. All right, and then the last game of the season, we're back on the road to Wallace Wade Stadium, Florida State at Duke. Don't think that's close, Florida State. What do y'all say? Yeah, um, I like I like us, and I don't. I'm not really worried about that game. Take it how you want, Dukies. But I like I like I like I like my nose, man. There's only one ACC team in Florida that Duke beats regularly, and that's well south of Tallahassee. Yeah, it's it's Doke South. It's where they go in to win it at Doke South. Although sometimes Miami gets like trick plays going and stuff, and like you know makes T-shirts about beating Duke. So. They did beat them that one time. So, yeah, I've got the Knowles, too. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, because the last couple of years, every game just kind of worries me and makes me sick. But uh, I, I don't worry a ton here about this Duke team. So I think we I think we do win it, even though it's on the road. Only way All they right. can is if they're putting Zion or some of those guys, <laughs> taking them into the jerseys and putting them on the field. That's the only hope they have. Yeah, I don't, so, that'd be a scary thought seeing Zion Williamson running full speed at you in pads. <laughs> yeah, thank God he's already playing with with New Orleans. All right, so I totaled these up. We we all went eight and three, um, which is higher than I expected. Uh, everybody had a loss to Notre Dame. Everybody had a loss to Clemson. Uh, I had us losing to Miami. Um, Freddie had us losing to uh, Louisville, and Richie had us losing to Pitt. Uh, what I'm going to say about mine is my official prediction is seven and four. I just don't know where that last loss is. Like, I think that there are um, there are two games on the schedule that are sure losses. Um, there are three or four games on the schedule that are absolute wins, Georgia Tech, Sanford, Duke. Um, and then there are like four or so games that are coin flips, four or five games. And I, I – Clearly have us going four and one in those coin flips. Coin flips usually go three and two, you know, or two and three. So I think that I picked us to go eight and three, but I want to give the caveat that my official prediction is seven and four. I just don't know where that last loss is coming, but I hope I'm wrong. 
I'll take eight and three all day. We all took that. We're all homers, but I think eight and three would be a fantastic year. Yeah. And uh, I think kind of like what you mentioned. So we, we all three of us had us losing to Notre Dame and Clemson, but we all picked a different team for that third loss, which goes to show just how, you know, much of a coin flip the schedule really is because we could easily beat Pitt. I had us losing. We could easily beat Louisville and we could easily beat who'd you have TJ beating? Well, I had Miami, so I don't know if Miami. I beat anyone, but we could yeah, Miami. easily. But I, I do think that's a game you can win. So, like you said, I think anywhere from just need uh, some one of us needs to be wrong about that third loss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anywhere from, you know, five and six to nine and three. So I think seven and four, like you mentioned, is kind of the sweet spot. I'm going to, I'm going to stick with my eight and three, though. I, I do think coaching matters. It, and getting two cupcakes to start the season, not to say Georgia Tech's a cupcake, but it's a game you're probably a double-digit favorite. But getting two wins. Florida State hasn't won their first two games since 2016. These guys don't know what it's like to start a season with momentum, especially in September. If they go 2-0 down to Miami feeling good, and that game's close at halftime, which I think it will be, don't let Florida State get a taste of victory um, in that rivalry again because then Miami has to come back and they lose a lot. I, I do. I feel good about eight and three. I understand where you're coming from. TJ seven and four is probably the most likely outcome, but I'm going to stick with my eight and three and go from there. So Freddie, any, any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Yeah, I'm sticking with the eight and three. Um, I think those two big, those two first games are major over the past few years. This team, I don't think that they've been confident that they can win. Um, they forgot how to win games and, there are a lot of games that on the schedule last year or the year before we would look at and think, okay, it's Florida State. We should definitely win that one. But the players, I don't believe with what everything that was going on, that they believed they were in the best position to win. So winning those first two games, that confidence starts coming back. Guys are feeling good. And then you're going into a rivalry game with Miami. So a win there can just change the whole momentum of the season. So I'm sticking with eight and three. Yeah, and, and to, final thought to close on that. You know, I think of Miami from, I think it was two years ago. They won a bunch of close games they shouldn't, and then they had Notre Dame coming to town. Everyone said, oh, that, that's it for Miami. Then Notre Dame, or Miami blows the doors off Notre Dame, and it's, that's just what confidence for a team can do. So Florida State could mess around and win a game they shouldn't, and you hope they do, or at the very least, keep it close. You know, if they can go to Notre Dame, I don't think they should get blown out up there. You know, Notre Dame lost a lot. They returned the whole offensive line, but they lost almost every skilled player. They lost a lot on defense. They're still a more established program, and, and Brian Kelly is a phenomenal coach, in my opinion. But that's a game that if Florida State goes in 3-0 coming off a bye, if they don't get too high heading into that game, but watch out. That, that's a upset potential. So I'm not with TJ. I don't call that one an auto loss. I'll, I'll give Clemson the auto loss, but I, I think every other game is winnable. And the, a lot of them are losable as well. So we'll see what happens. And I'm sure we'll change our predictions, you know, 10 more times as the season goes on and we go week to week and get a better feel of what these teams are like. But I'm just excited, guys. We got a schedule. We know who we're playing, when we're playing. Looking forward to it, getting on Sunday again. Any last thoughts, TJ? Yeah, my guy Ed Kennedy uh, chatted us here on, uh, I can't tell if it was on Facebook or, oh, no, it was on Periscope, which we're on periscope youtube facebook right now this will be on itunes spotify stitcher everything in the morning actually i'll just make it live tonight for you podcast um listeners but uh ed said that uh put him down for a win versus miami uh norvell shoving manny diaz in a locker go Knowles. uh if we beat miami i will uh absolutely put out a shirt i'll have my cartoon guy draw it up 
a shirt of, of Norvell stuffing Diaz in a locker. Um, maybe we'll make a bet with Kev um, to, to where he has to wear that or something. But uh, I will absolutely make that shirt. It'll be free on me, Ed, for you. And uh, we'll pick maybe somebody else for it too. So I'm all for it. I hope that does happen. Um, speaking of that, speaking of shirts, uh, I sent you guys out today. It'll be like three weeks before you get it because our production is so slow. But uh, I sent out a double fries, no slaw shirt to you guys. So hopefully you guys get that. Well, we can wear those on the program. Not every week because you need to wash stuff. But uh, double fries, no slaw. We got a shirt. I've tweeted out the link. It's on our Facebook. It's on our Instagram, on the bio. Um, it's on Twitter. Uh, so go check that out. Go get that. I'm going to put a few more things out, hoodies, different stuff. Um, just wanted to get that up. Appreciate. I think we sold five or six of them today. So I know that's not a ton, but it's five or six more than uh, I was expecting. So kind of co- compensates for all the free ones that I'm sending out to people. Uh, last thing I've got, and I'll shut up and we'll get out of here. Um, if you could, I mean, we had, I mean, I'll just tell you, we had just short of, you know, 8,000 people tune in on Sunday on some kind of platform, whether that was Instagram, um, well, not Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, all those. If if you can go like our page on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. It's all Double Fries Pod, and and follow us on Twitter. That just helps a ton. Um, tag your friends, share it with them, and and again, we appreciate all the love and support. But you know, eight thousand listens and six thousand six hundred Twitter followers, like we could definitely get that up. So thanks, guys, for your support. I'll shut up and let you guys give some closing thoughts. Yeah, and if you can, especially if you're on an Apple device, go to the podcast. Please subscribe, rate five stars, um, leave us a review. We've already had about 40-plus five-star reviews, which I love. Uh, maybe uh, on our main pods dropping Monday morning, we'll start reading the one or two of those five-star reviews and shout you guys out. Um, yeah, it's phenomenal how quickly it's taken off, and, and it's, we thank all of you guys for it. It's We're having a lot of fun doing it, and we're just getting started, so... Freddie, anything else you want to leave him with? Um, yeah, um, you guys, like I said, go follow on Instagram. Let's help us get that Instagram up. But my goal is let's get us to 750 followers before our show on Sunday, y'all, on Twitter. Let's let's get that number done. It's up to you guys. I know you're tuning in right now. I don't know if everybody on here has Twitter, but if you have a friend on Twitter, let them know. Share it with them. Help us grow on Twitter and Facebook. We're we're growing each and every day. We appreciate the love. And now let's get our Instagram booming. We appreciate all the love from you guys. And we're just going to keep bringing the great content for you guys. And we love the fact that you've been interacting with us. Yeah, we have a super fun show planned for um, Sunday. I don't want to jinx it just yet. We've thrown out a couple of hints on Twitter. Um, but we have a fantastic show uh, planned on Sunday. I don't even know how we thought to do this, but I'm just telling you, it's going to be a lot of fun. So come back Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We'll do it live again on, again, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope, and then it'll be live on uh, Apple Podcasts and all the other platforms, uh, Spotify and all those the next morning. So, um, Freddie, I think you took us out with a song last time. Richie, do you have a song for us? I don't care what it is. It could be whatever. Uh, um, this is not for the live folks, but – for the yeah. people listening to the podcast can hear it. Hey, you know, I I had a one of my favorite songs came out on the ride home. It's hilarious. I love it. Play me some little dicky, save that money. <laughs> All right. I am pulling it up now. Dude, my song on Sunday is gonna be like country music or something, but 
I'm glad that you guys picked this draft to start us out with. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Y'all have a good one. I'll see you Sunday night. All right, y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Hi, my name's Dave. I know this is kind of ridiculous, but I'm actually a rapper and we're shooting a music video all about how we can make the most epic rap video ever for no money. So we were just driving by, like looking at nice houses and we noticed yours and we were wondering if we could maybe come in and get a few shots. We saw this house. Oh. They were Jewish too. They had a mezuzah or whatever the fuck you call it. Mezuzah? Do you guys live in one of these houses? Cause I'm shooting a music video, I'm actually a rapper. Huh? Lil Dicky, the rapper. Thanks, Dave. No shot. Uh, no, no. Good luck with your video. Really epic video. Uh, fuck me. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. My name's Dave. Yes. Nice to meet you. And you are? So I'm actually a rapper, and I'm shooting a music video where the, the concept of the video is how can I make the most epic rap video ever for no money, right? Like, what's a part of an epic rap video? Like, nice cars, nice houses. So we're going around hoping that someone would let us use their house for 15 minutes to film. Je are you, you want to do it right now? If it's possible. Is yeah. it just you guys? Yeah, yeah. Oh. 15 minutes, in and out. I, I suppose that's, that's all right. That's great. Sorry to disturb you, this is my crew, small crew. LD, AKA the independent variable. Trip good, I was serving out the Type of motherfucker that'll check the check, do the math, I ain't never getting robbed. Those margaritas not going on my car. I ain't about to split a damn thing for convenience sake. I'm at the restaurant working that way. All of you ain't heard a little day, young elder Jew biz major. Fuck you know about the world he raised in. I've been saving money since a motherfucker 13. I wear the same pair of jeans every day. Free sandwiches, homie, two stamps away. Book flight December, but I leave in May. Drugs are generic, but still work the same. I get logins for Netflix for my cousin Greg. Thanks, Greg. I'm a rapper. I'm shooting a music video where the premise is how can I make the most epic rap video ever without spending any money? Because the song's called Save That Money and it's all about saving money as opposed to spending it. It'd be like if I could grab one of these McLarens for like 15 minutes. Uh All of my bitches be scared of me, I put that rod in them All of them bitches actin' thoughtless, I disregard them All of them bitches actin' holy, ain't got no God in them I can teach a little nigga something like a preacher I can take his ass to church, fresh as hell, no Easter I can make his ass burp like a baby without no hickle I can Quan, what does this have to do with saving money, though? You know what, a full verse would've been too expensive anyways Trap! I ain't parking at unless to meet a green, homie Haircut several months in between, homie Hit the motherfucking lights when I leave, homie Single plot, TP, ass bleed Airbnb, the motherfucking lease I'm never there, I'm out in Cali Why the fuck my company in Delaware? And happy hour taking
nigga, and I don't even care. Now the plot's to both dating and wings. Keep matinees, phone bill, got the motherfucker fam on it. 401k, rolling over bands on it. Copper sweaters in the summer when the sale on The fuck you rappers brag about, you overpaying for it. Oh, this is so great. T Pain just texted me. He's shooting a video <laughs> called Save That Money, and he's like stealing shots. Shit, so he's gonna use our video shit as he is. Like, for example, we went into a Lamborghini dealer. We talked them in the same way. That's the best way I can help you. We've gotten through every phase of society except the nightclub. Count hard with the covers. Ooh. Free trial memberships, doubt. Hey. I never joined the shiz, doubt. Hey. Fuck you, think this is doubt? Free been flying like a motherfucking finch, though. General style, half a dozen on a stick, just so I can wet the appetite a bit. What you talking about? My AC never doing nothing, blow fans. Walgreens car shopping, all the off brands. Boy, go hard when collecting got them. Save a motherfucker, roach, try smoke. Check the clothes in my drawers, I ain't playing around. It's LD, little boy, Mr. Can you blame me now? You think I got 450 up in corners on me? Well, I fucking don't Take the extra coffee off, I might get loud unless you Oh, it was just an accident? You didn't even mean to that you didn't even that was that's so I'm so embarrassed. Because the video is like a it's gonna be like a very memorable video. Like we can even link off to your nightclub at the end, say thanks to advertising. Fetty Wops on the song, tens of hundreds of millions of views potentially. Like mainstream A-list celebrities in the video. And what you're saying is it's about $350. Can we pull it off today though? Today. Or like whatever your whatever website you want, whatever company you want to promote, at the end. Three seconds, five seconds, your thing by itself. Tony, like the video's gonna get so many views. Like the, the fact that you know who I am is perfect. Like we're also shooting like a side documentary for it. Okay. So like you know what I, I mean, well, so what is what is it you want to accomplish? Out of you, so like if I if I could somehow get fifteen minutes inside of a car and film. And if you'd like you can add the email address and we can send you the video once it's done. Oh alright. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Oh, you'll see Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to ban it or no? 
Yes, why not? Would you be cool having your ice cream truck in a rat video? Yeah. I'm not yeah. telling yeah. it, 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 Can you think about how to phrase this DM to Kevin Durant, please? Okay. I want to preface it with like, I hate being up, like, I hate, like, I don't like pestering, like, I'm sorry. Don't. No, don't apologize. I'd be like, this is the stupidest look. I mean, first off, I think I wear it well. Second off, if ever there was a time to sell out, it's certainly the Save That Money music video. Why shouldn't I get fucking paid? Every other goddamn video, there's a Beats pill six different times. You know, I never really sell out. I'm pretty, like, you know, integrity-driven for the most part. This is my time to save that money.